How's the um, <laughs> Sean Daly singing toothbrush going? Not so good. Ah, what song on. is it singing again? I forget. Uh, I touch myself. <laughs> the divinals. That's an inappropriate song. For I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Hey, get back there. Get deep. <laughs> get the molars. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play Waiting for a Girl Like You? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, another installment of our definitive albums of the 80s. I give you Foreigners 4. And with me, as always, he's the vice president of the Foreigner Fan Club, Sean Daly. Dude, I am so jacked about this show today. I love this album. This is the album that made me who I am. I love Foreigner 4. You got Cold as Ice. That's not the same album. Um, you got The Head Games. Dude, that's a totally different album. Uh, Whisper to a Scream. That's a completely different band. All right, hold on, hold on. You know what? Play this instead. my friend hair metal this is the show they've really been clamoring for 10 of our hottest hair metal hits from the 1980s come on dude hair metal no one gives a crap about foreigner Uh, despite the piles and piles of venomous mail we received but this is how we fight back because you know what spiracy this is our show and today we're here, suit baby. We're going to the Sunset Strip, circa 1983. Come with me, will you? You've actually been to the Sunset Strip. <laughs> I've been there plenty of times. I've wallowed in the gutters that made such brilliant bands as Motley Crue and Rat. You love Rat. This I is- love Rat. Rat and roll, baby. Come on, where are my Rat and Rollers out there? This is the closest you're ever going to get to a Rat show. You really- <laughs> I love Rat. I got a lot of Rat friends, too. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> The uh, here's the format for this week's show. Sean and I have each picked our five favorite hair metal anthem. Hell yeah! And this is like a real like boobies out, pull down your pants, have fun, drink, smoke, enjoy yourself. Peroxide, silicon. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's just tease me. it up, Aquanet baby. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, tease your fro, tease your pubes. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Now. We should say right now that there's some bands that aren't going to make the list, and let's be clear on uh, what we describe as hair metal. Yes, yes. Go over the uh, ground rules, my friend. Uh, for the most part, we're looking at American hair metal acts. So yes, for the most part. Sunset Strip, uh, West Hollywood, uh, you know, born and raised out there in the great state of California. And uh, so bands like Def Leppard, not, I'm going to say they're a rock band, they're a British rock band, not hair metal. Okay? Right. 
Bon Jovi, not hair metal, even though I have a friend who fights with me on this all the time. Not hair metal. ACDC, not hair metal. Right. Metallica, not hair metal. Right. We're talking glam rock, baby. Exactly. You know? And plus we've done shows on half those other bands. Yeah. And the ones we haven't, we'll still probably talk to. This is fun. This is gritty. This is dirty. This is sleazy. So keep the fingers off the keyboards. <laughs> I don't want those emails coming in like, what do you mean Def Leppard's not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get him oh. anyway. Bass note is right now. Dr. He's Dim. got his quill pet. Yo, Dim is having a fit. He's just waiting. He's got his, he's got his email already filled out, just waiting to fill in the blanks. Listen, I have a real, uh, I have deep emotional feelings for suburban dirt balls. I love suburban dirt balls. I use that phrase all the time in my writing, and people are like, "How dare you offend them?" No, I'm not. I'm I'm saluting them. I'm celebrating suburban dirt balls. Okay, I love and I love like girls and like like the the baseball tees, a rat baseball shirt and tight jeans, hair teased up, tasting like whiskey and smoke. God damn. Yeah, like the two front teeth are all. Oh, yellow. knock them out, baby! Uh, Either knock them out or yellow them up a little bit. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So here we go. Let's let's play a little music for them. I'm gonna start out with number five on my list, and we're going back to some rat and roll. It's lay it down. There you go. The great Stephen Piercy is your lead singer of Rat. I don't think he's with the band anymore. He just came back again. He did. Yeah. He's a bit of a head case, Stephen Piercy. You know, they, they, the Rat's had some troubles, too. You know, they had some people die off. But, God, they're a great band, a, a great lead singer. And you look at their greatest hits. I'm telling you, lay it down, round and round. Giving it all away, which is a great underrated power ballad. No, no, no. It all nah. Away. But this is a great, great band. I'm gonna get you in the rat. There's no way. I'm always looking for a really good rat uh like concert tee too. I don't own one. Right. It's the one hole in my wardrobe. <laughs> You've got lots of <laughs> holes in your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's most of them But geez, if you can go see Rat play or even Stephen Piercy, oh God, are they good? He comes through here a lot. He was, he was here like two or three times in the last couple of years. I remember we had a chance to go see him, but he's always up in like Pasco. Yeah. Oh, geez. And you yeah, and, you me, you and me are not no, allowed. I, I'd get a, sh- yeah, a shank in the belly if I yeah. go up there. Suburban Dirt Balls, that is Pasco County. Yeah, I try to hug the Suburban Dirt Balls. Like, I'm one of you, and they just shank my belly. Right. And then they, they do a little rat and roll. <laughs> so you're not in the rat? No. In fact, I'm going to say it right now, because here's, here's give me number five on my list, but I want to preface this by saying I never got into hair metal. For the most part, so my picks are going to be a little bit more. What were you into? All that, um, that that Femi Euro trash crap. Yeah, a little bit of this, for instance. Oh, come on, man! You're tainted a beautiful show. Why would you do something like that? I could make it worse. You ready? Oh God! The other day, you made me a mixtape of, of songs I requested. And, but then you slimed it with all Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> and you put, the, you put the song I want at the very end. I know. God, those Pet Shop Boys are bad. They're it's so synthetic. It's soulless. It's bloodless. It's not like rat. We're rat. It's like blood pumping through your veins and your naughty bits. God. Don't you just want to like, uh. <laughs> I can't. I don't even play, play your here. number five. This is a controversial pick, too, but I love it. It is. Here it goes. It ain't a problem to be good to yourself. Yeah. 
back it up. By Kiss. <laughs> now, Kiss, they weren't. They weren't. They were born in the seventies, and they weren't necessarily a, a, a hair metal band then. But they totally went hairy. They took off the makeup, right? Yeah. This is actually the first album, I believe, that they did when they took off the makeup, and then they became a full-fledged up. hair metal band. And uh, I still remember the MTV. When I think they came out on MTV. And they had the little name plates in front of them to explain who was who. Not uh, not an attractive bunch of guys. No, but uh, I prefer I was, Gene Simmons with makeup. on. Back in the day, back in the seventies, when they were at their height of their uh, you know popularity, I was the biggest Kiss fan on the planet. I had uh, all the albums, Kiss Alive too. My friends and I would all dress up as Kiss and stage little mini Kiss concerts in the bedroom. Would I was dressed up. Would you put makeup on? Yeah, we'd like Come steal. On. Yeah, steal our mom's makeup. You know, you use all whatever we could find. I, like I, mascara, I could do like a, you just put blush on. You were like the reddest bunch of. Uh, well, lipstick would be, would work for anything that was red, but yeah. for, I could do Gene Simmons's eye makeup, incredible. And then we would take tennis rackets and we would glue these fake guitar fronts onto them, so that would be our instruments. <laughs> oh, that's kind of. And then cute. all our little sisters would come in, and we'd give them the little show, like the, you know, here's the fake kiss, and they would always go crazy when the fake Peter Chris comes out to sing Beth. <laughs> <laughs> you had that too. Oh my god. My sister to this day is like, Oh, I loved it when your friend sings Beth. Oh, really? Yeah. Your hot sister? Yeah. Stop saying my hot sister. She is. Real I'm gonna sing Beth to her. That'd be great. You look like Peter Chris. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. <laughs> but I like Lick It Up. And they still play it in concert. It's one of the, I think it's the only really song from that time era that they still play. Yeah. These I've never seen them live. I've never seen them live to this day. I keep missing. Now, how did you feel when they like took off the makeup and became essentially a hair metal band? I was so over them by then. I mean, I moved on. I mean, I remember, I remember being in a Kiss and uh, they came out with that album Dynasty. Remember that with, with this little turd of a song. Awful. Oh, it's not bad awful oh, i kind of like that song and then uh i, I kind of transitioned i went into sticks after that and then rush and, <laughs> and then acdc went. and the whole nine yards and yeah finally i made when'd you get in the pet shop boys about approximately eight months ago <laughs> yeah asshole you ready for your next pick on your list yes please Cinderella. My first concert, you know, I've told this story before, but my first concert was Judas Priest, but opening was Cinderella with the great Tom Kiefer. Very distinctive voice. It sounds like he's been... Uh... No, they're bluesy. Their greatest hits is called Rock. Rocked, wired, and bluesed, which is terrible. It's awful. Ho- horrible grammar, but I love them. And I did a story a couple years ago for the St. Pete Times where I followed... Poison and Cinderella around Florida. It was great. It turned out to be it's one of my favorite stories. I think I was just writing about the 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 devotion of hair metal fans that to this day it's a rough looking group of fans. I'll tell you that now. But I mean they're totally devoted to this music, which is essentially built on you know ephemera, if you will. I remember you on that trip because uh, I think Kathy and I were here in the studio. We were recording a podcast, and I think we called you while you were on the road. 
Yeah, I got to hang out a bit with um, Tom. Wouldn't talk to me, but uh, Fred Chory, the drummer, I hung out with him backstage. And I thought it'd be like woo, like Fred and I, like you know, trading off babes. Yeah, but he was watching like some like tender show on VH1, nice. you know, and like drinking milk. If somebody can remember what episode it was, what podcast it was that we were recording when Sean was on the road and we called him, I'll give you a bag of Funyuns. Oh, and not not the little wee bag. Okay. With like a big ass family yeah. bag of Funyuns. That'd be nice. It's delicious. It? But I, you, you got to get into Cinderella too. I'm gonna make you uh, a hair metal mix. I think. Really? Yeah, the songs that that really made me. You know. <laughs> Tell me. Don't know what you got. Tell me, it's Steve. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me if the number four song on my list would qualify for Sean's hair metal mix. If I close my eyes. Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford. Oh, great one. Great one. Would it be on your mix? Yeah, I like that song. You know? It's a ballad. There's the thing about these ballads is there's nothing really romantic about them at all. You know, they're big and blousy and silly. But this one you could feel like Oz and Lita, there there's some chemistry there. Yeah, now, would Ozzy qualify? Because I was tempted to try to put Ozzy on my list. But I don't know if you qualify him. He's, he's, oh, well, you know, God, bark at the moon. I mean, they all started, at least me- those he's videos. Too. I mean, he's the, not hair metal. He's the hair heavy. metal, the whole appeal of hair metal, too, was that was the video. Right. You know? I mean, essentially, these guys are nothing because it was all the look. It was all surface, essentially. And some pretty great guitar licks. It was very surface appeal. You know, so Ozzy started to play the hair metal game a little bit. I think Bark at the Moon, and there were some like chicks and boobies and some of his vids. You know, but for the most part, I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize him as that. And plus, I mean, or it's shot just, in the dark, shot in the dark. But this was very hair metalish. Yeah, there was some serious makeout action going on at roller rinks. <laughs> to close my <laughs> I eyes forever. I guarantee you, this song never played at a roller rink. You I think? bet it did. Really? Where I grew up. Uh, we- you grew up in a cesspool up there in the <laughs> no, northeast. I did. It was a sleepy apple picking town. It was but not. the town over. Yeah, dirty roller rinks. I love roller rinks. I know, me too. They're Let's we should do a show from a roller rink. There's one actually here in uh in Pinellas County. Here's two show ideas. You know, you never take my ideas, you never listen to them. But I want to do do a, a show from a roller rink. We do best roller rink songs for couples skate. And then, you know, the show I really want to yeah. do, and it's almost like this hair metal show, I want to do best stripper songs. And, and you want to do it from a strip club. Well, yeah, to get the authentic feel. You won't be able to hear a thing. <laughs> I want to do, yeah, I want to uh, the- go to a gentleman's establishment. They're too loud. Set up, maybe get some of the dancers on the mic, see what they have to say. Yeah. You know, they have a brain too, Steve. Hey, eyes up here. <laughs> All right, it's that was a good loud. one. It's too loud. It's too loud at a strip club. Dude, I'm about the to... whole show's gonna sound like this, and the sound of me looking for more dollar Actually, bills. That's the sound of my heart after this. <laughs> after those hot dogs last week. All right, come on. Hit. I want to. I want you to hear my number three. Go ahead. Here we go. Skids, baby. Skid Row. We are the youth going wild. Sebastian Bach. Now, this album came out in 1989. 
So skids were like at the tail end of hair metal, you know. They were kind of like, uh, you know, they were, you know, basically they were around for only a few years. Thank you know? God. No, no, they're really good. Slave yeah. to the Grind album, awesome, but 90s. But anyway, Youth Gone Wild, of course, Sebastian Bach was the lead singer, a beautiful looking man. Would you make out with Sebastian Bach if you were drunk? I don't, I don't even I've even seen a photo of him. What? Don't you remember he had the really offensive shirt? Like uh, It was really horrible. I think it said AIDS kills fags dead. Remember he was wearing that? He did? He wore that? Yeah, it was terrible. F him, I, uh, yeah, F him then. No, it was terrible. It was a terrible shirt. It was, it was a jerk thing to do. But uh, uh, great voice. Eh, you know, and I saw them um, open for Guns N' Roses at the old Capitol Center outside Washington D.C. Ever told you the story before? Uh, I went with, like four of my buddies, and we were just like, you know, just drinking Jägermeister, a bunch of morons against suburban dirtballs, and there were four of us. And I swear, I was the only one to actually make it into the show. When I left, my friend TK was like dancing around in a puddle of his own vomit. <laughs> the other two were like passed out. You know, and then I'm totally blitzed, and so I stumble in the cap center. I have no idea where I'm going, okay? And all of a sudden, like, I'm just kind of wandering everywhere, and I feel this arm, and somebody grabs me, and it was like another buddy of mine who I, you know, I didn't even know he was there, and he pulls me in, and I just started rocking. And then I got home and I threw up. <laughs> but it was good. They were good. But I don't, uh, I, I don't uh, condone what Sebastian Bach did. He was trying to get a you know, reaction, and it was really, really wrong. But uh, he was buddies. I think he's the only remaining pal with Axl Rose. Axl Rose is essentially like you know, Charles Foster Kane, but with Sebastian Bach as a friend. <laughs> nice. But Youth Gone Wild, great song. And um, you know who loves him is Carrie Underwood. And we'll hear from her a little later. She's a huge hair metal fan. So what killed hair metal then? I mean, when did hair metal die? What killed it? Oh, grunge! Grunge put a bleeping bullet in uh, in hair metal skull, and it's hairy skull. It did because you know grunge was an answer to, and you know Guns N' Roses kind of bridged the gap between hair metal and and grunge. But grunge, all of a sudden, where I was talking about hair metal being essentially empty, you know, it's all about getting drunk and getting laid. All of a sudden, Kurt Cobain comes along and Eddie Vedder, and it's hard music. You know, a lot of riffs, a lot of power chords, but all of a sudden it was supposed to mean something. And what it meant is that we all should all kill ourselves. Grunge had like the worst shelf life next to funk. Actually, funk has a better shelf <laughs> I was life. I say. You know? You don't hear anybody talking about, there'll be no podcast about grunge. But don't you agree with me? I mean, its shelf life was terrible. Pearl Jam's a pretty good band. And Nirvana, you know, transcended too. But there's a lot of bullshit grunge out there. Screaming, I never, screaming trees. I never felt connected to Cobain. Yeah. Ever. I felt like that was something totally different. Okay, what do you got next? Come on. I am okay. so I'm pumped right now. This I want more metal. A little predictable, but here's my number three pick. White Snake, here I go again. Now, was this one where Tawny Katane was writhing on David Coverdale's hood? Yeah, and the white lingerie. Man, that was hot. God, she was so Jeez, hot. Jeez, those gams. My Lord. Why did they break up? Why would oh, you ever wow. let someone like that go? I mean, I know. Why don't she's... I watch that video once a day? <laughs> I don't. Just to feel alive. I love her in Bachelor Party. You know, Tom Hanks marries her in Bachelor Party. She's almost kind of sweet in that. Do you see her boobalas in that? No, you can see her legs a lot. I remember I had a well-worn Playboy where there was a lot of nude shots of her. I think she did some nudie did she do flicks. Some? She's 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 a mess now. Oh yeah, she's a disaster. She had a lot of work done. She's always on Howard Stern, but like, 
Yeah, she dated a bunch of baseball players with Chuck Finley. I think she beat him up. Yeah, made all these horrible accusations about him. This song, though, 1982 is when it was originally recorded, but it was redone for their uh, uh, 1987 album. And there's two, so there's two different versions floating out there. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, so um, of course, Coverdale's rip is everyone thought he was doing like a Robert Plant impression, and then adding insult to injury, he did Coverdale Page. Do you remember that? No. Jimmy Page and Coverdale did an album together. They had a couple of hits off it, too. Let's face it. If it weren't for MTV, would, would anybody be talking about Whitesnake? I mean, really? I mean, no. Tawny. I mean, Tawny Katan, they, she should get some of the residuals from Whitesnake, right? Yeah. I mean, she made that song. Every kid who listened to that song was picturing, you know, uh, Tawny Katan riding on the front of their, like, Gremlin or their El Camino. <laughs> El Camino. <laughs> remember the Gremlin? That was a bad-looking car. God. Car. AMC, right? The AMC yeah, Gremlin? Yeah, right. Jeez. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, without yeah, they were totally a video band, and they had really good taste in women. Okay, we got four more hair metal anthems to go. But awesome. F- but first, it's not stuck in the ears without the segments. Let's roll out a special edition of Reader Mailbag. Okay, Poison didn't make our list, but there's a little shout-out because we know there's lots of fans out there. In the meantime, uh, special edition reader mailbag? Yes. Uh, well, you know, after last week's show, which we thought was really fun, it was the worst hits in 1982, and we didn't think we were offending anybody, but my lord. 50, 60, 70 emails. Oh, my God. I mean, we, and nobody's head. saying, hey, great, guys. Thanks for making me laugh. Thanks for making my commute easier. No, it's just... I mean, what? You know, we give our, our, our hearts and our blood to these people, and this is the, the thanks we get. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Yes, thank you, Spaniard. <laughs> Are you not entertained, 80s nation? Steve, you are a little hurt by the uh, mail, weren't you? I was. That's why I brought in this special new little feature here. Ooh, a gong. It's a gong. Very nice. So the moment any one of these emails goes too far or gets offensive to me, I'm going to gong it out. All right. Well, we have a ton of them. Are you ready? Go for it. We have five in a row. Let me, let me grab my big uh, gong Yeah, swinger. grab your big thing there. This should do the trick. All right. Our first letter is from Steve Blanding. And Steve says, I have to say, your dissing of Foreigner 4 last week is just wrong. It was a fine album with hardly a clunker on it. Perhaps it was a bit bombastic and schlocky at times, but what good 80s pop album wasn't? Unfortunately, it was the beginning of the end for them as the subsequent albums were nowhere near as good. I suppose that any episode where your theme is the worst of is going to cause controversy because you're inevitably going to be dissing on something that someone else digs. Ooh, look at this. You'd be safer sticking with the best of episodes. But I suppose that sometimes it's more fun to tip those sacred cows. Yes, the gunk. Sacred cows? Oh, yeah. Foreigners mooing, all right. Yeah. Sacred cows? Dead on a plate, my friends. (laughs) Anyway, but it continues. This is Crash from Long Beach, who I thought had our back. Crash, where's the love? I am writing to fully endorse your listener's email you read on the show. Jose from Illinois is absolutely correct in that ska music is great. I can't believe you guys don't like it. Not that I agree with all of your musical tastes. Come on, Steve. Air supply? Ooh, a dig on you, Spears. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, but there's more. There's more? Oh, yeah, this is... Ready? Matthew Katz from Alfred, New York. Matthew never says anything bad to us. Yeah, just you wait, my friend. Well, Spearsy. Already the indignity of not mentioning Sean Daly. Thanks. Thanks, man. (laughs) Well, Spearsy, I guess this is the time that you break my heart. Gloria, Laura Brannigan's Gloria, was our number one worst hit of 1982. Gloria is literally the first recording that I ever owned. It holds a dear place in my heart. Now, I understand that I was four when this song came out, and that is no way to judge the quality of a piece of music. But you need to understand that I am an indie music snob today, and I had a punk rock youth. But I will always be willing to crank Gloria with the windows down. I'm not saying that we can't hang out together. I just think that from now on, we should just be friends. Spearsy, you are getting tattooed. This hurts. All right, this next one hurts me personally because uh, Becky Rebello is really hot. Uh, she's a Facebook friend, and she is hot. And Becky says, now, Steve, oh, wait a minute. Where's the Sean? Another indignity. <laughs> yeah, gong Rebello for not I'm defriending her on Facebook. And finally, uh, this last one isn't entirely funny, but this young man is quite upset. This is from Chris Pastrick who says, you do realize that Laura Brannigan died of a brain aneurysm in 2004, right? Man, you two are really cruel. But you also missed that Laura had hits with Solitaire and Self-Control, both top tens. How am I supposed to live without you before Michael Bolton did it? Lucky One and Spanish Eddie. Show some respect. So there you go. What do you think of that? Spanish Eddie? Hey, let me try to find the email where people thank us for putting on a good show each week. Oh, where is that? Yeah. Oh, oh. I guess I got lost. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Bumpuses. <laughs> As always, send your emails, good or bad, to stuckinnews at tempe.com and just be hoping next week you don't get the... What's happening, hot stuff? Hey, it's a segment where I play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right... What do we got left this week? We don't have anything. The t-shirts are gone. The mad balls are gone. Look at here's something I'll yeah, give them. A pair of them. <laughs> Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, put that in a box. <laughs> I'll send you something. I'll find something. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. The world is in quite danger. Yeah, it certainly is when you're out on the highway. Sean Daly knows the answer. That is the great Howard the Duck. And that's what we'll be watching next time you come over to visit me at the Spears uh, Lair. It's been a while since I've been in the Spears Lair. No, we were just talking about that the other day. You're overdue. I need a good, like, really bad, fun night. Like, a little trouble, you know? What Walk it? of shame home. <laughs> you show me your gazats. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, Howard the Duck. Somebody gave you this, right? Yeah, Steve Persaud gave me the special edition DVD, and I went, I went home and I watched it th- that night. I got about 25 minutes into it, and I'm just like, I can't. I can't continue on. Is it bad? Is it as bad as everyone says? It's it's George Lucas. Like, if Did he, he were, direct it? Yeah, he produced it, I think. And it, it's just really bad. You know, the problem is the Howard the Duck Marvel comic, correct? Yeah. Uh, he was like a cigar-chopping, like, wiseacre. Right. But, like, he was like a touchy-feely Howard the Duck sort in the movie, of, right? Yeah. Well, the whole point, I don't, I don't really know what the whole point of it was. Now, on the blog last week, I posted this. Somebody wrote this great, like, 10 reasons to still love Howard the Duck. And he's got some good points. It's worth reading if you haven't seen it yet. But the movie is still really hard to watch. Leah Thompson's in it. Yeah. You see her lingerie. Oh, yeah? Does she get romantic with Howard the Duck? Yeah. No way. I think they do it. Come on. Pretty sure. I didn't get that far into it. 
If someone can tell me that they in fact do it, I will watch it. At least interspecies love, interspecies erotica. <laughs> oh God! The um, no one got this right. One person got this. right. I do not believe that. Is it Becky Rabello? Is not. Be- Stop with the Becky. You're getting creepy. Ready? The man known only as Rowan got it right, and he oh, wrote Rowan. us to say, "Dear Stuck in the Eighties, get this." I was listening to the show while on my way to Best Buy to do my bi-weekly DVD shopping. I had just listened to the clip when I got to the store. I went in, and guess what I bought? That's right. The new special edition of Howard the Duck. Cool. I wasn't even thinking about trying to figure out what the answer was to the mystery clip, but as I was watching the movie later that day, that line came on, and I jumped up and yelled, That's it! That's the line! I scared the hell out of everyone watching the movie with me. Interesting story, huh? Well, I thought so anyway. And if I can get that VGF thong picture you're talking about, I'd be much obliged. Yeah, it's a good story. That's kind of cool. Interesting. What's going on with that VGF thong picture, Steve? Waiting for VGF to arrive to to put it on. It's going to be Do you did you buy the Stucknades thong yet? Yeah, yeah. So that's one. We've sold one Stucknades thong. I get the residuals on that too, so I, I probably earned What do you get the residuals? Well, I don't. The company does. I'm furious about that. So, how's the um, <laughs> Sean Daly singing toothbrush going? Not so good. Ah, what song on. is it singing again? I forget. Uh, I touch myself. <laughs> the divinals. That's an inappropriate song. For I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Hey, get back there. Get deep. <laughs> get the molars. Pay-, <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. We're all missing the big picture. Sean Daly. Any guesses? I have no guesses. Damn straight. If you know it. Email us at stuckinies at tempe.com. No thong pictures required. Ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, signature event here on the podcast. Time to uh, listen to a snippet of a song, and if you can get it right, Sean Daly. A thong picture. Me, the Sean Daly thong. With the singing toothbrush. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where. Brush, brush, brush. I can tell you where the toothbrush will be, but it'll be in the picture somewhere. Yeah, I have some people I'd like to send that toothbrush to. Yeah, here we go. Pay, atten- Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Yes, Blue Monday by New Order. How does it feel to treat me like you do? Ugh, New Order? You love New Order. Jeez, I hate all that crap. When are you going to play something good? You know, something fun. I'm so morose. I mean, we hit this segment. It's like really, really depressing. I want something fun and great. And you can't use the gong on me. Damn well can. Nah, you got to oh, use no. it. No, you can't use a gong on me. I'm furious. How dare you tuck New Order into a great classic hair metal show? You know how many people got that one right, by the way? Nobody. Everybody. Nobody got Everybody. it right. One person got it wrong. Just had the band right, but the song wrong. Who won? Becky. <laughs> Did Becky, Becky win? I'm going to say she did, just so you can go go on some more about her. She's quite delightful. She is. Very engaging. Some of the winners included Lou Greeley. Lou, sweet Lou. Kevin Wunsch. I bet that's Kevin Wench. Today it's Wunsch. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dim. Ooh, Dim. Dim. He's tough. He's going to hate this show. He's typing out the hate mail right now. <laughs> yeah. Greg Blouch and Dave Featherstone of Australia, who wrote to say... Dear Stuck in the 80s, you and Sean would be interested to know that we had a big bushfire benefit concert in Sydney and Melbourne this week. Cool. 80s bands such as Hootagurus, Split Ins, Hunters and Collectors, 
Midnight Oil reformed for the show. And Olivia Newton-John. Ooh, our friend. And Barry Gibb performed together. She is still lovely. Sorry, Steve. Air Supply did not perform. I know <laughs> good how much one. you like him. See, that's a good dig. That's funny. Yeah. Touching, caring. We love Dave Get the joke. Yeah, Dave, great letter. We love Australians. God, I love ONJ. I'm telling you, I heard more from more readers and more fans around here about that ONJ interview than any podcast we've done. People loved it. People who had never listened to our show before were finally brought into it. You know what's sorry is I remember finishing up that podcast thinking there was like 10 more questions I wanted to ask her. All right. But we ran out of time. It was great, though. She was really, she was delightful and classy and incandescent, even. (laughs) Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Wait, knowing you, it's probably Bronski Beat? I don't think I've used Bronski Beat yet. Well, there you go. So it's Bronski Beat. (laughs) If you know it, email us at stuckies.tempe.com. And next week, you get to choose between the gong and the thong. Ooh, gong and the thong. Sounds like a great Chinese restaurant. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. Four songs to go, my friend. Oh, man, each one better than the next. What am I doing right now? Okay, uh, my next one, my number two, is just a fun, great classic head-banging hair metal song this band as far as i'm concerned had maybe two hits great videos yeah and but there's a great moment in the um the movie road trip with oh this. yeah yeah it's great anyway here you go number two i want to rock twisted sister i want to rock, rock! You love Road Trip, don't you? I do. I own it. God, I love this. After I didn't have this on my iPod, but after seeing the movie, like, oh, man, I want to rock is so good, I went and I bought it. That's got a great soundtrack, because besides that, it's got... Uh, it's tricky? Yeah. yeah it's tricky, dude. Yeah. It's, it's two of my favorite scenes. What did you do, Skin a Leopard? <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, I think, yeah, when the, when he's with that um, that big bone woman, I think she's beautiful. I like her. She's real cute. Yeah, she's, she's great, cute. Great she's tender. adorable. Oh, beautiful she's face. incandescent, you could say. Yeah, not like O&J, but close. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to rock from the 1984 album Stay Hungry. Um, in 2009 of this year, it was named the 17th greatest hard rock song no of all kidding. time. No kidding. You would think they would have put We're Not Going to Take It on there. Maybe it's higher on the list. I don't know. Mm. The... Um, the video, of course, known well for the uh, whole Animal House. Right. I think Mark Metcalf, right. who Call played Niedermeyer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Metcalf was in uh, both the We're Not Gonna Take It, you know, is that a pledge pin? Or what, what does he say? Is that a, a Twisted Sister pin on, on your, your uniform? uniform? Yeah. And then I think he was also in I Want to Rock. Doesn't he, like, explode into speakers or something? Something like, crazy that. like that. I love him because he's on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Was he? he plays- I never got into Buffy. Eh. Let me guess. Vegas Girlfriend got you into Buffy. God. You're such a wuss. You can say it. You just can't write it in the paper. <laughs> anyway, do you like that song? I do like that song. I was glad you picked it. If you had the great D. Snyder too. I'm kind of pissed in a way. I would. I'd like to. I would like to have picked that song. Really? Yeah. We can share it. We can. It can be ours. But I'm excited. What's your next one? This one's gonna surprise a lot of people. Okay. Ready?
I give you Edge of a Broken Heart by Vixen. Vixen, all chicks. Yeah. Yeah. I want to spread the love around. A counterintuitive and all chick hair metal band. Yeah. You had like Lita, you had Vixen, you know, but like the whole point of hair metal was trying to get into a girl's pants. Right. You know, but then they were good. They could rock. They could. Um, you could. You could almost make the argument: Did Joan Jett qualify as as hair metal? I don't know. <sighs> I'm gonna say no. Kind of bar bandy, rocky. Yeah. But Joan Jett. I mean, I guess she had. Um, I love rock and roll. That vid came out, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're right. And she was in her bikini, right? Wasn't she in her bikini no, in that? Oh no, that was for. Um, I hate myself for loving you. Her songs. Do you want to touch? I know she's in a bikini in one of them, and you can just tell she was so awkward because that's not who she was. Yeah, no. You know? She's a t shirt and jeans kind of guy. Yeah, she is. Uh, Vixen was an all female rock band that uh, formed in the late 80s, early 90s. And this song, written by your good friend Richard Marks. Oh, come on. Marksy? Who gave me the crumpled up $5 bill? Sweaty $5 bill. Yeah. Oh, Marks screwed me. I on love that. that story. What the hell? Was that in our summer podcast? <laughs> I drove them all over East Jabip. And at the end of the day, as as you know, I'm in my tight, ill-fitting bellboy costume, and then Mark screws me. Yeah, he's got a giant head though, tee wee little body, and an enormous mane of hair. A lot of rockers look he like that. He was kind of ripping on like, Swayze would, back we, then. We, we, he probably we, wouldn't do that now, no, would he? Huh? Hell no, hell no. But uh, no, I like this song. I love the chorus. I've been singing it all day. And uh, you have. It's really annoying. It is annoying. It's like kind of a girly voice. I can't sing. I was getting ready for you to like Vegas girlfriend. When I sang earlier in this podcast, I guarantee you, Vegas girlfriend clicked the off button right there. Does she like my dulcet tones? Of course she does. But she doesn't let you sing. No, God, she's already trying to like set the parameters on you. Yeah, you are shackled, and not in a good way. Not in the way that I like. (laughs) Not like the shackles in your special basket in your closet. You know all about that all too well. Okay, here's my number one. Are you ready? Yep. This band, I could have picked a lot of things, but I I love the guitar solo in this. And it's just a fun, fun song. And I play it all the time on my iPod. It's Motley Crue's SOS, same old situation. And it goes a little something like this. SOS from Dr. Feelgood. You love it? You feeling it? You know what? This is not my favorite uh, album. I know a lot of people love this album by them. What do you like better? Uh, anything Theater Pain. Yeah, that's kind of the safe answer. I have a, I have this thing about Motley Crue. And we might as well get into it right now. Uh-oh. Um, You've never told me this before, Steve. No, here's the thing. Uh, I think we've talked about this before in the podcast. But back in high school at Countryside High, back in the early 80s, we used to do this thing called uh, Lip Sync. And uh, you would tr- you'd go and you try out for it, and you go on stage, and it looked like a real concert stage, and the whole nine yards, and and people would get up there. And um, the first year that we had it, we had an all female group do uh, Motley Crue, and they did Shout Out the Devil. But here's the skinny of it: there was this girl that was in the Motley Crue lip sync that I had a crush on since middle school. And uh, back in the aughts, but no, back in like you know, I, I think it went to middle school like uh 81 was like my last year of middle school. So, uh, she was in Motley Crue, and biding my time, you know, I'd finally denertified myself enough where I could actually make a play for her. Oh, the play, power and, play, but crew. 
But uh, sadly, her popularity would shoot up after appearing as Motley Crue. Oh, man. And I have brought in a photo of said chick. In this book, Reflections, yeah. A Scrapbook of Memories? Turn to page 20. First bookmark there. Ooh, we have props. And uh, next to her... Eighth grade. You should see... A- Who is this? What's her name? Amy Howe. Dude, is this the 80s? Yeah, 1981. These kids look like 60s. That's a lot of... Do you know... How about Elaine Hambish? Do you know her? Yeah, she was cute. What's her name? Amy Howe. Look Amy Howe. She should a little... Stuff. Oh, yeah! All right, there she is. Oh, she's kind of cute. Man, everyone was feathered. Everyone in your class looks like Leaf Garrett. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Look at Jamie Gelatso. You know that guy? No. <laughs> Gelats. All right. Amy House. So, boy. And so, all of a sudden, she would become the hot chick thanks to Motley Crue. Right. So, now. She has a smirky little smile. She was, she was the suburban dirtball girl that I wanted to have so bad. Now, cursor ahead in the yearbook to the next bookmark that I've given you. How about Frank Hood? You know him? No. Yeah. Cursor her head to find things, the photo of how I look. Things didn't get any easier for him. I want you to tell people how I look. <laughs> I gotta say, I really, I've never seen this book. Good lord, man. Are those glasses or ski goggles? Aw, <laughs> oh, Spearsy. Oh my god. 80s nation, the girls would be... Oh, that's really, really cute. Are you blonde there? No, I'm brown here. Dude, I swear you look like a blonde. Black and white, I don't know. And really, what kind of shoe polish did you use to paint on those eyebrows? My <laughs> good God, Groucho. Oh, but look at that smile. Life hadn't beaten you up yet, huh? And that's a terry cloth shirt I'm wearing, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Ah, uh, you're right next to Sunday Souders. She's cute, too. Yeah. But yeah, Spearsy, you look really cute, but you don't, man. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't score, to... I couldn't score anybody looking like that, could I? No, no. <laughs> Eighth grade wasn't your best year, my friend. But you were about to blossom. Yeah, those... those uh, those specs aren't doing you any good. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's nice. That's really cute. So whatever happened to that young lass? I Nothing? don't know. I she don't went know. to an upper echelon? I was so close. So close to being able to be her equal and then shot down. It is kind of cute. Look, you got that big collar, like those kind of awkward polo shirt things. But you look blonde. And the hair is parted straight down the middle. It's not feathered. It's just parted. No, you didn't go feathered. You fought the system. You fought the power. And you did your own style. A lot of good that did me. You know who you look like? Wormser in Revenge of the Nerds. Nice. That's who it is. But like a handsome, more handsome Wormser. Taller one. Yeah, well, you can't really tell with this, this shot. I was tall. Ah, that's cute. Poor Amy. I don't the know photographer was terrible, too, because essentially the flash just like explodes in your giant goggles here. Ah, that's nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah. I really hadn't seen that. That was hilarious. Ooh, Kim Vance looks kind of cute, too. I guess I shouldn't be saying about this about eighth graders. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, so, so there you go. So to make a long story short, it's very hard for me to love Motley Crue. And yet! And yet. I have put aside the emotional scars. The glasses. The years of therapy. The, I, still the wear the, I still wear the specs every once in a while. You've seen them. My lord, yeah. But not now your specs well, are somewhat in, cool. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, I mean, you know, glasses were those big plastic you know, yeah, man, those are frames. some serious. I was pretty nearsighted. I still am really worms nearsighted. Worms are. Worms are. Acute worms are. A little fleshier. Great. <laughs> and yet you're number one still. Would you like to dedicate this to that young yeah. woman that Amy, escaped your clutches? Amy, wherever you are, call me. Here's my number one pick.
closer to you now. Home Sweet Home, Motley Crue. I love this song. It's a great song. You know, Carrie Underwood just did it for American Idol. Did she? How's her sound? She's a pretty good covers artist, actually, but it's not... I said it sounds too disease-free, her version, you know? The crew, they were trying to be emotional, the, the power ballad, and yet it was still a little scuzzy, you know? I like going to a... Uh, well, I guess I should... Well, <laughs> just say it. Uh, every once in a while, when I go to a gentleman's establishment, and I like, you know, when the dancers all of a sudden put this on, they love dancing the crew, whether it's fast or slow. But home suits are always kind of, ding, 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 you know, the gentle twirl on the pole. They also like without you. That could have been a good one, too. No. But that's a nice finish. I love this show, hair metal show. You know what? You and I connected. We played some great music. We kind of, you know, we did some self-healing. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there are probably going to be some listeners who are upset with us, but frankly, we were a little irked, too. Yeah, we vented a little bit, you know, but we but we shared. But we shared. And I think all of us, you, me, 80s Nation, uh, Melissa Howe, is that her name? Amy Howe. Amy Howe, whatever. Melissa I think was her dirty sister. I think, oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of sisters. What? Beth, I hear <laughs> Come on, we could be in-laws. And they sitcom. Anyway, I love this show. I love you. Close it up, Spearsy. Along with myself, Amy Howe, Sean Daly, and every dirty girl out there. Hey, let's stay right here, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. But I was what? But but as I was, <laughs> but as I was watching the movie later that day, the line came on and I jumped up and yelled, "That's it!" That's the line! And I scared, scaring. <laughs> but I was. Uh... <sighs>